Oh, shit. Cass is stripping it down. Damn, I think we were about to get a classic Cass intro. I still want it. That what, was good. You were you about mean? you were about to just like take the initiative and start this thing and initiate the process. Oh, the we're coming to you from Los Angeles. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Live from Los Angeles. It's the Very A podcast starring Mayor Cass and Sean, Trinity Infinity. Here in the beautiful neighborhood of Atwater Village. Lovely fucking neighborhood. Yeah, really beautiful. Yeah. We've, we've been coming to LA for how many years? Like 10 years now, like trying to escape the winter. And then this is our first time in this neighborhood. And we're like, ooh, this is nice. You can walk around and see all these sweet houses. And I'm becoming such a dad that doesn't have kids. I'm, like I appreciate, like Mercy, it's the funniest <laughs> fucking thing. Like I appreciate, like, I'm like, whoa, look at that house, that nice driveway. <laughs> yeah. Look at these perennials. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. we never get to see anything like that in New York. Uh, yeah, you know, no. people spend so much time on their front gardens here. It's so fun to go walk around or yeah. don't spend so much time on their front gardens. Yeah. And see all the biodiversity. And I was yeah. so excited to see cactuses. I feel like I haven't seen a cacti in uh, years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and hibiscus trees and yeah, all the different botanicals have been really, really refreshing. You guys are insane, like being able to even say like, oh, that's a hibiscus tree. I, like, I don't know fucking anything. Well, about I tattoo. Plants. So, of uh, course, I know botanical stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I also, uh, you know, that this lady, my godmother, was a florist and in high school and in middle school, like right when I got sent, well, right when I moved to Houston from London, I worked for her as a florist. Oh, you did? Uh-huh. That was like when I went to school, I like did that sometimes after school with her. Oh, that's a that's a cool gig. Yeah. We would like go into different law offices that were our clients or just like we had this like country club that we did. We had like a, all different ranges of people, like small mm. uh, food shops that we'd come in and do bouquets for. Anyway, wow. so that's why how I learned a lot of botanicals. Mm. <laughs> and, and Cass, I think her and her mom were just very good about like exploring the woods around where she grew up. And yeah, yeah, she was always good about pointing out what's what. Yeah. And I retained very little of it. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my parents never taught me anything. It's so weird. I, like, I, like I think about it now, like my relationship with them now. You guys see how it is. Yeah, it was, that's just how it how it's always been. Yeah. It, yeah, it was never like, oh, here's a here's a good bit of information to impart on sean yeah. they never even told me what the fuck was going on like we have another podcast we're going to put out on uh, patreon.com slash church of chill where we talk about our school experience oh yeah no one told me what school was or why i was going there your parents would have helped so much but you your know? parents did tell you that homework is bullshit which we talked about yeah, which that, is that's cool that's it, a good yeah. in part of information impart on you i guess I, to have your parents be like yeah homework's bullshit but you have to do it anyway it's such a confusing <laughs> thing yeah <laughs> that's true conflicting but yeah we're here and we came out here to uh just like kind of refresh our souls post covid and uh get some fresh air get some sunlight get some exercise yeah. be around I, it seems like we have a lot more friends out here than oh, anywhere for sure yeah um LA is, is definitely popping with the homies. Yeah, no, it's been the needed refreshment and it's also been really hard. And I think part of that is just realizing that you can't escape the shape of space, time, whatever it is, however tight it is, you know, wherever you go, there you are. Damn, Mara, <laughs> I thought you were going to fucking give us some, some tricks to escape the shape of, of space time. Okay. Well, that's what I was going to, go. I was going to bring up. I'm like, why the fuck? How, how is this possible that we came out here and we wasted a week we, of, of our two weeks? Like just, well, I think being a, like, Bleh. I think part of it is like, okay, the shape of space time, but you can't also discount the attachment. We're like, oh yeah. shit, like this might not be the most convenient time for us to be out here. Like, 
what are we doing? And like, oh, we need to make the most of it. And then you have all this tension about it. And oh, we're supposed to be doing a podcast every day. So once you miss one day, you're like, feel like a piece of shit. And then you miss, end up missing three other days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. But if it wasn't those circumstances, it would be others that were causing us suffering. You know, like, as I was telling you yesterday, that for you and I, there's no way that this time right now isn't going to have the conversation of how relationships affect career because that happens to be where the tension is, like, happening for us. Yeah. Um, And a lot of that, like, it's like the feeling of powerlessness recently, Mm. right? Like, the feeling of lack of freedom. Yeah. But all of that's like totally an illusion, you know, and it's like we did those mushrooms and popped out of it and you realize how free you are and that you can make all the decisions you want to be making and that anything that you're like blaming on other people is really just you giving your power away, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's been a a huge part of this week. And yeah, attachments. I feel like that's so much of what the suffering has been around, you know, letting go of attachments and Mm. realizing you have them and. Um, yeah, not feeling free seems to be a big one for me. Like, at yeah. the, at the, the, like at the, as the root cause mm-hmm. of a lot of you know the agita that you guys see expressed, um, which is a fucking nightmare. I understand. Like, I am a, I'm a total fucking nightmare when I'm going through mental health shit. You know. Uh, so yeah, we I'm, everyone is. Yeah, we all are. And yeah. so the kind of it's so funny because it like ping pongs between us all. You know, like we try to have our mental health shit at different times <laughs> yeah yeah it definitely feels like when somebody has enough upset there isn't enough room for it so you sort of like mm-hmm. <laughs> let it let it bounce around or whatever but it's also like we were talking about such a forest fire when you invest in fear and these negative things you invest in them and then people around you can't help invest in them and then all of a sudden you're in a whole horror film <laughs> you yeah. didn't even know about mm-hmm. <laughs> that you wrote yeah yeah and cast yeah. and directed <laughs> yeah <laughs> for sure um yeah no it's been really hard i've i had like one of my lowest moments ever uh this week here and uh yeah you really took me aback just by reminding me that we always have our hardest moments before enlightenment and that's really what all of this is about you know i mean i think a lot of people uh, fancy themselves wanting to have enlightenment but they don't think about like the moments before that takes place is it's excruciating it's excru- it's probably the most excruciating shit a human could go through yeah you know yeah absolutely i, I lo- saw recently like there's no enlightened pe- beings there's enlightened moments mm-hmm. and that's yeah. kind of like what happens like when you do the mushrooms or whatever you get to like pop out and have an enlightened moment it doesn't mm-hmm. make you an enlightened being you just get to be part of the expression of that moment of like mm-hmm. grace and yeah understanding mm-hmm. well well the mushrooms what uh, saved our life just now and I, I guess it came right at the right time you know we avoided it for a couple of days we're like oh i don't know we're sensitive we're fragile we're like fighting and not getting along and like we needed to just take those mushrooms it's fucking so simple like uh i hate to reduce it down to that but like it just takes you out of your bullshit it just took you it, for me like i don't know i just took two grams and it was just like fucking just mellowed the whole situation it just a message of like it's okay it's gonna be okay and you know keep on keeping on <laughs> like it's all good you know it's, it's it, it also just like taps me into appreciation for what's going on and not focus on what's not happening for me you know when i when i can pop into like whoa what the fuck I'm alive. I'm here in LA in a nice house with two beautiful women who love me. You know, I can, I can start to like pull in the evidence for 
why I should turn it around. But you know, sometimes it's really fucking hard and you need the assistance of a mushroom. And that's that's kind of what I did. Yeah, we were talking about whether we would do mushroom or acid. And it's like it was a no-brainer. Because <clears throat> at least they've done the studies where a mushroom trip can like lead to reduced depression and anxiety for like six months or something crazy. Mm-hmm. So it was like, all right, we're in the shit right now. If we're going to do something, we should do something that's like proven to help people Definitely. alleviate that kind of stuff (laughs) yeah no i trust mushrooms as medicine Mm -hmm. (laughs) more than maybe anything um and acid definitely feels like you need to have your own ground to stand on to party with that yes yeah Um, you already have to have some ground yeah yeah (laughs) well because you're in the driver's seat of that one with mushrooms you really are kind of held and sometimes that she holds you in an uncomfortable way but there is some sort of like a safety about that you know being with another consciousness that's so high frequency and intelligent um my yeah, last no. two bigger mushroom trips, um, I've gone in with an attitude of like, I really need this right now. I, I yeah. you know, I'm not going to be a little brat about it or a bitch. And it's calmed my nerves to a place where like, I was not nervous at all the other day. That's cool. And the time before that, which was with, with Robert, that crazy, yeah, the crazy. Soma, death by Soma experience, same thing. Like my heart did not skip a beat, even though I knew I was getting involved with some crazy stuff. Yeah. It's, uh again like an acceptance it's like the the mushroom can feel that yeah because just when we even when when we when isaac suggested like oh we're gonna trip together let's take some mushrooms like the, when i agreed to it i started feeling better yeah isn't that crazy yeah the, the second i agreed to it i just it everything just started calming down it was and then you take them and it uh it offers you a feeling of connectedness and i don't know what else can do that besides kind of what we were talking about before people you know, just community and surrounding yourself with people. And that seems to be uh, the antidote to feeling alone in your depression and anxiety. And like, no one will understand, like, all you got to do is just hang out with your friends and ask how they're really doing. And you'll find out you ain't alone, you know? Yeah. That's definitely been a theme lately is like seeing the reflections of like, oh shit, like someone else is having a hard time. Like, it's not just us, you know, Mm. we're like, this is kind of just like this very dense moment, it seems yeah or it was hopefully and there'll be more i'm sure <laughs> yeah. but they pass you know this like overwhelming dread or fear or anxiety it's like it's it kind of feels like so unbearable so when it feels unso- so unbearable it feels real and it feels permanent but it's not yeah yeah no i mean we got out of mercury retrograde right we took those mushrooms too oh um, <laughs> and it, like, you know, coming to this trip, like I knew Venus in the sky was going to be in detriment and in a not so happy place really until March. She'll really be happy in April, but, uh, it's hard, it's hard to do the balance of like honoring what's happening, but also not leading with fear through your life, you yeah. know, and changing your whole life out of nerves. And also knowing that like, even though Venus is in detriment, it's also our savior. Like you mm. said, coming together, no matter what is going on with the conversations in the sky is ultimately always beneficial. Even if yeah. sometimes it hurts a little bit more, you mm-hmm. know, maybe there's more miscommunications, more mm-hmm. dissonance, but yeah, yeah, I think it's definitely, and Aya too, you know, like mushrooms, that's another thing that really can make you feel connected. Mushrooms? Aya. Oh, I, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's another one that, what since like Christmas we've been like we need to do diamond uh, yeah. haven't done it yet so yeah and you said right when we were healed from Corona like we should be microdosing mushrooms and we should I, I, it just I could feel call. my body was calling for yeah. like hey it needs a, a yeah because there's no protocol for COVID like you just right. have it and then you don't and you're like <laughs> hey that that seemed very crazy it seems like my yeah. body might need something yeah 
you know, and that's what it is. I, I know I need mushrooms right now. Yeah. And I know I need people. Yeah. And, uh, man, I feel a thousand times better when I get out there and I see the boys and like, you know what I mean? Just like talking to people and getting real and like, you know what made me feel a lot better as crazy as it sounds like we were, we were hanging out with, um, a big time rock star last night, you know, very, very famous rock star. And he was saying how he took ayahuasca and was having this vision of holding himself and just petting himself and saying like, just be just, just basically having himself compel himself to just be better to himself. Yeah. And it blew my mind. I'm like, you're mean to yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I could just sometimes feel alone in that. And yeah. like, I know other people struggle with it, but you don't assume somebody who, who has that kind of career and, you know, like yeah. excitement in their life would feel that. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's really all the practices start at home. And, and me and I, you and I have been talking about this a lot this week. Like, yo, we need to love ourselves so we can love each other. If we don't love ourselves, it's just never going to get there. You know what I mean? If same thing with forgiveness, if we don't forgive ourselves, we're not going to be able to offer that to other people in a real way. You know, you have to know what it feels like to offer it to yourself. And that's the, that's the craziest one to me. It's easier to offer to other people way easier. Mm. Same uh, that I know that's you as a Virgo, you know, just like, Oh, blame, just blame. And, and that's a lot of also what I've been talking about this week is like, how do we pull ourselves out of a blame and shame cycle? Even if it's just temporary, like right now, the blame and shame cycle is too much for these three sensitive souls. So how do we express ourselves where it doesn't seem like we're blaming and shaming each other? But way more importantly, it's not about like, oh, well, I'll just, oh, no, I'll just blame myself. Like it ain't about that. Like it's about like, no, free yourself so we can all be free. I'll free myself so we can all be free. You, if you could save yourself, you'd save us all, <laughs> you know? <laughs> No, I've de- it's definitely some of my worst moments. Like, I feel like the pathway has come from me being, like, forgiven, forgiving myself first. Mm-hmm. And then just, like, allowing, like, oh, well, maybe you'll forgive me. Like, that's your choice. Like, you can stay mad at me. I remember it was, I don't even want to talk about this, but uh, I did something really bad to you last year. Me? Yeah. What? I threw a glass of water in your face. Oh, whatever. But you, like, you were obviously justifiably very upset, and it was like I I had crossed a line, and, like, I knew I had done something wrong, and I just forgave myself, because I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I I, I did it. It's done. I can't undo it. Right. Yeah. You know? And, like, I I think I ultimately, I don't know if I navigated it right, but I gave you all the time you needed to stay, like, protected or scared of me or upset and, like, but just kind of, like... The only thing that was keeping me calm was just being like, yeah, I did that. Like, yeah. let the chips fall where they may right now. Because yeah. that's something I did <clears throat> and I can't undo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Acceptance. You were able to get to a place of, like, good acceptance about it, sounds like. Well, and if I know that I don't want to do that, like, it's also easier to forgive myself. Like, these yeah. bad things that I do, I don't want to do. We're also, yeah. I just feel like, in a cultural moment where uh, uh, navigating conflict on any level is just not the name of the game. Warring is the name of the game. Right. On every level, like that's yeah. that's what we're doing as a species. It's what we're doing as a country. It's what yeah. we're doing in the culture wars. Like you can just see, it's just like everything becomes a battlefield. And I think that we just have gotten to this place where I, I just don't think um, people are learning how to navigate the conflict that's going to uh, uh, inevitably arise from the types of times we're living through. Mm. So it's... Uh, that's really what I've been focused on is, yeah. is like, how do I communicate better? Mm-hmm. How do I offer forgiveness? How do I not retreat into my 
my ego, you know, who wants to protect me at all costs and will say and do anything to do that, to protect from feeling any, my heart, any more hurt. Yeah. Uh, there's a way to do it. Yeah. 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 No blame and shame. You're totally right. And yeah, I don't know how we kick out of it permanently. You were kind of talking about it being impermanent, but I think we can kick out of it impermanently. I think it's a frequency humans can get to. And just understanding the complexity, like for me, it comes down, like I have to remind myself of the complexity of everything because once I get into the definitive nature of stuff, it gets really doozy and heavy totally. and complicated. That's you know? really astute. Whether yeah. it's like the definitive nature of myself, I can, that's like mm. where I go down my deepest, darkest rabbit holes, the definitive nature of a dynamic or relationship of time of human beings, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and just understanding it's not one story. It's all of the stories mm. and the ones that you keep thinking about are the ones that are going to expand, you know? Yeah. Um, and I had been doing a lot of shitty investments last week and what I was thinking about, <sighs> you know, just like a lot of really shitty investments that I got yeah. broke on, you yeah. know, I went emotionally broke on. <laughs> but, but if it's and the environmental stress that causes us to evolve even a little bit, don't you think it was worth it? Oh, like I'm, I'm a totally different person than I was at the beginning of this week <laughs> Me like too. in the most insane way. Like yeah. I can't even, I went through, yeah, no crazy, crazy, crazy portal, fucking fire burning, you know, incineration. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Resurrection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all, all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, it's like, yeah. Yeah. I had to come to a, a place of realizing you just, you keep thinking that you're in a better place than you are. And all these old patterns that you think have gone away, that you've burned away, you know, have like have to have their last rearing of heads, you know, yeah. in this extreme ways so that you can really point them out and yeah. siphon the energy away. Yeah. I like, I love the metaphor of a, of a wildfire, you know, it, it starts as, as something so simple and then it grows and, but I, I do think that there's a way, and, and, and you know, f forest fires, like, we, we have such a, like, oh, God, no, like, they're necessary yeah for the evolution and the growth and expansion of yeah. the forest. A lot of times what, what we can do as humans is have a controlled forest fire. Yeah, there's... And I feel like that's what you're inviting in with Aya and mushrooms is, what it, you know, it's that's like... It's you're 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 they're 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 there to protect you. Yeah. So you can kind of just do that controlled burn. Yeah. So it can safely do it. So you know it it lessens the chances that it turns into the wildfire that ends up spreading to your friends and fucking neighbors and everyone involved in your life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There is a balance, right? Like, you have a fear. You feel like it's really real, and you want to sh you share it with someone and then the consequences of you sharing that fear are like you can't necessarily control the consequences because it's fear and if you think well i'm justified in being scared mm. i'm going to share my fear with you and then you're going to make me feel better without not without getting scared yourself it's kind of like it doesn't work like that it doesn't i wish and, it did i wish it did sometimes and, it does sometimes yeah. like like cast can hold incredible space and i'm like here it is and and it's just like pff, uh because you've done the work but yeah, it's it is one of those things you really don't know what's gonna be the fucking tinderbox of someone's soul and just light them up. Like you don't you don't know. Like you know, it's funny. Like we were having a conversation the other day, and Mary's like, "I'm gonna tell you something. You promised you won't overreact." And I'm like, "Yeah, but how the fuck could I? How how could I promise? I don't. You don't know if that's the spark that lights my fucking, you know, wildfire." And I don't think we should be precious about that. Like I think we should learn how to navigate stuff and learn how to hear things and. um 
not do the thing that our culture is doing right now, which is like, oh, you can't handle it. We'll get rid of it. No, like that ain't that that ain't what life's about. Life's about in and through, you know, and uh, it fucking sucks sometimes. I'm not going to say last week didn't suck, but it was worth it because I feel like the past couple of days have been awesome. You know, yesterday was awesome. I've just felt great all day. And it's like the mushrooms came in and gave us some much needed solace, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's like the fear resonance, too, because I think everyone's capable of, of maybe holding up some fear for a friend if it's not like relative to the fear they have in their life, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if it's also a fear in you and somebody says it, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> hadn't thought of that one. It <laughs> yeah. has been rolling around the closet, hasn't it? You know, like, <laughs> um, and yeah, like how to not be triggered, how to hear somebody and not be triggered. It's all, I think, I guess it's all detachment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's mindfulness on every level. It's like mindful right. about how you present your fears. It's mm. mindful about the time you decide to present your fears. Mm. It's uh, like there's just there's certain things that you can do to be more mindful. And then just like also asking like, hey, are you are you able are you able to hear this right now? Mm-hmm. Like, are you like, where are you at right now? Because I have some stuff that I need to work through and acknowledging like, oh, this is a fear. And I know that this is a fear and I'm not asking you to hold it as something that I'm attached to or serious about, but I am going through something and I could, and rather than, because this is what I found, like, I feel like you guys and me are in a different end of the spectrum, like, or I don't know, I'm not even going to judge because I'm just saying sometimes um, I just want to like hide if I feel like I have a fear bubbling up, like I just like hide and like try not to like make it anyone's problem because I've s- had that forest fire happen before it's too many times where I'm like, all right, just like hold it in. But then you can feel that. And then I don't get to work through it with you guys, which is like part of the process, you know, is us all working through certain things together when fears like involve right stuff with us. So I don't know. It's a balance and there's no like perfect way to do it. It seems like, but definitely learning what doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, what I, I had a, f- I like didn't sleep the other night and I came, I woke up and I had some fears and I think you guys held really good space for me for that. You know what I mean? I feel like when someone doesn't sleep, it's like kind of like all bets are off. It's almost like an emergency situation. You know what I mean? It's like, Hey, w- whatever the thing is we could get into. Let's not, because it just has to do with lack of sleep right now. At least with me, like it's a very, very sensitive subject, <laughs> you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think we can like you can pinpoint things to like. Oh, I didn't eat. I didn't eat. I'm didn't hungry. Sleep. I'm tired. Yeah, I wasn't using my practices to keep my my fucking mellow life going. No, and that's where I think that we've consciously and decided to be in like. We're not going to lie, like a three-person relationship, like a two-person relationship is intense. A three-person relationship is more intense. Like, I don't think that that's... That's why we're doing it. Yeah, I think we go towards intense things and we're having like... So it's like, okay, this is like part of it. And then that's where you get the better highs and, Mm -hmm. you know... It's intensely fulfilling too. Yeah. You know, as as intense and, and crazy as it could be, it can be intensely fulfilling. I think the highest highs you could ever imagine. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's just like i don't know it's sometimes i think about it like risk like the bigger the risk the bigger the win or whatever and yeah. the risk makes it feel more intense or something you know because yeah. there's like more love on the line i don't even know what it what it is but yeah yeah no and more and just like more reflection you know 
um, mm. and reflection in such an intense way because when you start to be in love with somebody, it feels like they're also partly your reflection. And so you mm. want them to do good and you have these high expectations for them. And yeah. my friend, best friend Monica, shout out to Monica on the phone with me a couple of days ago, said something really astute about relationship. And she was like, you know, your partner is never going to see you for you. Like mm. that's just not a reality of relationship, but they, the good thing about that is that they usually see a better version of you. And when stuff is good, wow, that's you know true. what I mean? Yeah. Usually they're holding up an idealized version of you. And mm. that's why also relationship is so good because then you get to arrive to this idealized version of yourself that somebody else is holding you to. And sometimes that could be really painful because you're, you're not quite there yet. You know, you're yeah. disappointing this idealized version and you know, you want to be there too. And they yeah. want you to be there. And, um, yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm aware of that too with both of you. Yeah. So, and I want to live up to it and when I don't, I'm like, I'm just mortified. I'm, it's just the most embarrassing thing when I'm like, damn, I know why I know they think I'm really cool. <laughs> I wish I could just be really cool. <laughs> like, fuck, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's really crazy. But, uh, yeah, I, I do. I, I agree. And, and doing it w with three people and, you know, I get to see two people reflect back to me that I'm cool is like, really really builds my confidence <laughs> a lot i don't know if it's a false sense of confidence but it's it's no. a beautiful thing to like it's see it's balanced like, by one two people who you like you're crazy <laughs> yeah 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 which is great because it just kind of forces my hand like that's what the, that's what something like this is doing especially with you know it's not like we're just doing a three person relationship we're doing a three person relationship where we're like hanging out all the time i feel like it forces your hand on a like kind of like accountability it's just like are you going to be a fucking maniac or like, are you going to come back home to the sweet thing that we've been building, you know? And, uh, when two of us decide to be maniacs, it's out of control. But for the most part, it's usually just one maniac at a time. Yeah. And that's been, that's made this sustainable. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think, um, I don't remember who, but I saw like the, tr they were like the trick to staying married a long time is that we didn't want to get divorced at the same time. Oh, you know, yeah, so like yeah. we never wanted to get divorced at the same time. Mm -hmm. So like, I think that's kind of the case in the three person relationship too, is that like, if one person is like having a hard time, the other person's like, this is awesome. And why are you not seeing that, you know, and it's kind of like makes it yeah easier to navigate because it's not, I don't know, it's like less tumultuous in some ways because those those moments of div like oh this isn't working you need three people to agree that it's not working you know yeah that's that's tougher to do than get two people to agree yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but i mean if one person doesn't agree this also needs to be honored yeah you know, i mean it's, it's not like a wrangling <coughs> situation it's everybody's got to want it it's, or it, it doesn't work situation yeah it's, but that's what like fear like fears can happen where you're like i like this isn't working you know Mm. And you're like, okay, are we going to just, how, to what degree do we honor that fear? Like, of course, like if, if someone's like, this is not working, we're like, okay, this isn't working. But then it's to, when you then are looking at two people who are like, but it is working. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's, a, I think of it as a beautiful thing. Oh, you know? de de definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's kind of a microcosm for like society and civilization. It's like, you're really only as good as the worst person's doing. Like, that's how I always feel. Like, yeah. anytime I hear about American exceptionalism, I'm like, mm -hmm. our prisons are filled and there's 600,000 people sleeping on the streets. Like, we're not doing good. Yeah. That's, that's not good. Yeah. You know? And, and it's the same thing in this. Like, if you're down in the dumps and doing shitty, like, 
Cass and I have no business going through our day like it's fucking normal. Like, we just don't. Like, we have to help you. We, I, I just think that's what we're here to do is serve. Mm. And um, we forget that when you get into the consumerist mindset. Mm. And we can treat relationships in the consumerist mindset. Mm. You know, like, oh, this product has gone bad. Mm. Bye. You know, like, mm. no, this is, you're not a product. You're a human being. Like, things change. And, like, um, you know. I feel like that's always something like when we start getting into it, that's like it got immediately it's just like, let's just take off the table. Like no one's going anywhere. Let's just, let's just chill out. One, one of us is having a low moment and it's hard for any of us to proceed until we get to higher ground. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think we're, we're getting good at developing more tools, how to get back to higher ground or just knowing like, Oh, I know where this leads. This leads to, to the fucking pits of hell. We're not going down this path. Yeah. We need to get ourselves to higher ground and, Usually, thank fucking Christ, one of us knows how. Yeah. And whether even it's just sometimes it's just one of us suggesting like, do a little ketamine or or take a mushroom or something yeah. like that. Something something that can just uh, break that feeling, you know, it, it dust out those cobwebs that are in your mind that are trying to form into a more um, uh, a, a more a stronger network of beliefs about yourself and like you, you just can't let it go there that's the stuff that that depression is made of and you, you really have to um, with your day-to-day practices and maybe with a psychedelic practice figure out how to not let those cobwebs like bundle up and bundle up and bundle up and form you know these really crazy tight cords of like depression and anxiety that I feel like most people are going around with and uh, pretending not to and it, and it kind of compounds the issue. And you can really feel it with some people. I could feel it with myself. That's the only reason I could recognize it with some people. Mm-hmm. But um, th- there's ways of going about um, kind of just dissipating those feelings and at least very temporarily coming to the other side of it where you can then do something about it. So I, I feel like that's what the mushrooms did for us. And I can't even, it wasn't intellectual. It wasn't like I'm sitting there tripping like, oh, I shouldn't say that kind of thing to Mare because it leads to, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like trolling myself or anything. It was just like full body and mind. just like, it's okay. Just feeling part of everything again, you know, yeah. connected. Yeah. Yeah. Raise your frequency enough so you can get your head above water a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm great when my head's above water. I really am. I really am. But if someone's head is below water, I can't help but go there. It's why I fixate on, on, uh, our, our prison population and the homeless. I like, I can't not think about those motherfuckers. Yeah. I can't be like this type of person. Like, like somehow Joey keeps finding these girls that are like on the first date, like I fucking hate homeless people. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? Disassociation, a lot of disconnection. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm just not like that, and I think that uh, uh, selfishly leads to be me being more in in touch and in tune with things that I possess because w- we are the homeless population, we are the imprisoned yeah. population, yeah, we are the starving masses. Yes. So so to deny that and otherize that is to deny and otherize something that you are. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like part of my work here is to fucking acknowledge that stuff and go in and through it and do my best to, I mean do what I can to help and that's usually by uh raising my frequency and evolving my consciousness to a place where I don't think they deserve it and then speaking to it and maybe that can remind other people yeah because it's in all of us and it doesn't take much convincing with most people yeah yeah 
that no one belongs in prison and no one belongs on the streets. No one belongs in death row, you know? No one belongs in fucking handcuffs in the back of a car for some bullshit. Yeah, people are really on a harsh trip, you know, about themselves, and then that projects out onto other people. Yes, that's what it is. I was on the phone with my mom, and she was just talking about how hard she is on herself, too, and how hard her father was on himself, and that it's just seems like a genetically passed down thing of our family and that just we kind of wonder lusting about like what if we were in a different culture in a totally different space like in india and our family had different values where you know chill was the priority and love was the priority and it wasn't about um you know success and productivity in a very reductive uh sense of that meaning you know and uh I guess it also just more feminine energy, more of the acceptance, more of the softness, more of the trusting and less of the imposing will on other people. Cause that's what all of this like imprisonment stuff is, you know, mm-hmm. that this moral high ground, the idea that one intelligence could possibly have a better idea of what's going on for another intelligence, which is absurd because of course we all live in our own realities, you yeah. know, and they happen to be connected and affecting each other. But, um, yeah, this righteousness, this moral high ground. And that, I mean, that's like the trip you get on even when you're mad at yourself. It's it's right, all right. the same <laughs> yeah. fucking thing. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm just kind of realizing this now like yeah. as we're talking about it. It's, yeah, it's really wild. Uh, yeah, the, the being so hard on ourselves and uh, having basically, the, you know, the religion of this country is capitalism and productivity. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and we don't have, like the Indians have like, a rich, deep, thousands of year old uh, spiritual tradition, you know, that we can turn to and turn to deities and say, oh, God, you're being like this right now. And, you know, like, right. um, you got to pray to this God right now. We, we don't have that. We don't have, we're a young democracy on stolen land and we have yet to find our soul here. And um, I was saying this to you yesterday. I'm like, in order for America, in order for it to not be the end of America and this just us, we just fucking blew this thing up in so quickly. If, if maybe we are at the beginning of, of a young democracy that could last a long time, we need to figure that part out. We need to have a value system that isn't just based on how much money you can go get and what your labor's worth. It, we need to have a real value system. Yeah. And um, we don't, and that's never taught to anyone. And instead, we're just indoctrinated with uh, a way of spending our life and just convincing us that, like, oh, you should, who do you want to exploit your labor labor for the rest of your life? And it's just a reductive way of looking at life. And there's just so much, uh, there's so much more going on. Yeah. Well, hopefully the decentralization and cryptocurrencies can actually help some of this stuff. And that's what a lot of the philosophy around it is about, you know? Right. yeah. Yeah, just decentralizing the controlling forces. Yeah, yeah, decentralizing the controlling forces. I mean, it kind of democratizes value in general when you decentralize it and mm-hmm. um, becomes more accessible to people because it's less of a pyramid scheme and there's less gatekeepers that are telling you you can and can't come out in the entrance door, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, it's it uh I I know it's sore subject, but it's it's what's happening with uh Spotify and Joe Rogan and all this stuff, you know? It's it's very, 
very interesting times because it, there's a, just a massive changing of the guard happening on every level. Changing of the guard is a perfect way to say what's happening on a spiritual level too. So. On, oh yeah, absolutely. And we're freaking out and we're taking our problems out on the people that are leading the new way of doing things. Yeah. And you know, they'll be attacked yeah. left and right. You'll see. Yeah. No, I'm really excited about cryptocurrency and what it's going to do culturally and socioeconomically and everything. And I'm also really excited about the AI revolution. I think there are moments when I've been a little bit afraid about it, but I really do think this issue of labor and humans laboring, like we're past the point in evolution of laboring and no human should be laboring. And like we saw this little cigarette stand driving around yesterday. It was like the size of a closet. And I was just like mortified about the idea that a person was manning the stand all day, just like Jesus locked in this tiny little closet Christ. to tell people to go back out. It should be a, <laughs> a vending machine. You know what I mean? And we do have the technology that robots can take over. I think most of the jobs and we need to get universal basic income in all the houses and yes. understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Human. None of us chose to be born and we're here and therefore, you know, there's things at which um, we should have a right to have so that we can have a decent life. And um, not even a decent life. It's not even really about like a moral thing. It's also just like, you know, all of these oligarchs, people want people to be productive and the way that you get people to be productive um, and innovative is give them space to be creative and you can't have mm. space to be creative if you're beholden to labor all the time. And so I see this really beautiful thing happening maybe in the future um, where this universal basic income comes in and all of these technologies that we're really excited about, suddenly people have the brain space to explore. Well, yeah. And, and <clears throat> right now we're so distracted so many hours of the day that that creativity doesn't go anywhere. It go, it, what it does is gets channeled into stories of anxiety and depression. And that's, that's just, it's just mischanneled creativity a lot of the time. And that's, and I'm saying that because that's the case with me. I'm an extremely creative person. Everyone is. If I don't have something to do, if I don't have something to pour that into, it's going to get poured into stories of negativity and uh, just, the, just the, the, the capitalist mind trap of comparing yourself to others and feeling like you're in uh, scarcity mm. and you haven't done enough and mm. you're past your prime, like all this shit. It's mm -hmm. like we're fucking gods. Mm -hmm. We are the sons and daughters of immortality. <laughs> And we will return to that thing. Yeah. And absolutely. we're here temporarily to learn some karmic lessons and evolve this thing. And we'll waste our time fucking getting exploited by Jeff Bezos. <laughs> like, come on. You know, we, yeah. we can do better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like the Jeff Bezos thing, I always think about like, why, why, why do I keep supporting him? Because I do sometimes still get stuff from Amazon. It's hard not to. But the convenience that he sold because that's really what he's selling right mm. and it's like it makes sense because we want more time to be creative yeah and so um yeah i mean fuck jeff and fuck all the billionaires but at the same time too like I, yeah <laughs> well i think we're in this like mo we talk about this modern day king yeah thing where we are we're in this place where more profits are possible because of technology but instead of the profits being um spread out among the people who are doing the work it's going to the the person the ceo at, t at the top you know mm -hmm. and it's just like kind of that's where there needs to be the mass resistance is like oh this is or some way of redistributing the wealth to the people where it's like sean you talk a lot about about like co-owning things like that workers should have an op opportunity to own the business be part owners and what they're working towards absolutely 
And and it's something that I would have thought that a panda a worldwide pandemic that's caused millions of deaths would would usher in like a duh of course we have to all right we got to nationalize the payroll like how is that not the first thing that this country did when the when the pandemic happened like we're nationalizing the payroll no one owes their workers money we'll pay them whatever you were paying them we'll take the hit for now um, keep just stay at home just stay at home. You know what I mean? How how is that not like the first fucking thing? How is national health care not the first thing you have to be like, okay, the jig is up. Yeah. You know, there's no way we're going to stop this thing if people can't go get preventative help. Mm. If people are scared to go to their doctor, mm. you know, I think I've had COVID twice. I haven't gone to a doctor. I don't know how I'm doing really. I mean, I can listen to my body and I've become less reliant on that system and more reliant on my own instincts, which is ultimately a good thing. But, um, yeah, they it, don't have all the answers. No, no. But but a lot of times they do have the life-saving thing, uh, you know, for someone who's who's in poor health to begin with. And, you know, most people here are because of because oh, of our labor practices. Everybody needs healthcare for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> I am it's part of the universal things that needs yes. to go out. Yeah. Education, healthcare, yeah. shelter, yeah. Yeah. Um, and income. Yeah. Like, like, if those things aren't provided, the whole, the, the, the system is going to produce the prison population we're seeing and this mass suffering we're seeing, 100,000 fentanyl deaths, 600,000 homeless people. That It's going to produce those things and we'll, we'll let the media jerk us around like, oh man, how did this happen? No, it's exactly what the system is designed to do, you know? So just be aware of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, I was just, I was gonna, I can't help but think right now, like I was just talking to a friend the other day and this is kind of off topic, but it's current is like, he had lumps and he didn't go to co- the hospital because of COVID and it just has uh, moved to his lymphatic symptom system and just is not looking good. And it's just every day we're going to hear more and more stories about people who um, are not able to deal with their health because of, I don't know, a lot of reasons, I guess. Well, right and, and he didn't not only get help because of COVID and our, our health care system being overwhelmed. Right. He didn't get help because he didn't have health insurance. Well, and now and he just had to get a job that provides health insurance. And he's basically on a 30-day countdown until it kicks in. Until he can go to the doctor. Until he can go to the doctor, which is way too late. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what. Yeah. <clears throat> and Joe Biden has the gall to tweet out yesterday, mm. we, can, we can solve cancer. Okay. Who's that going to be available to? Your cure for cancer. Who's that going to be available to? And also, the cure for cancer is good health preventative measures and a better diet like it's you know the yeah, root what do you cause mean cure cancer like stop putting chemicals in our food stop stressing cancer. us out <laughs> yeah like, like like stop poisoning us yeah no it's gonna be it's no it's gonna be a highly profitable medical solution it's gonna be a highly profitable medical solution they Problem. already cured that shit oh yeah it's like they cured HIV a while ago yeah, too. Yeah, but exactly. Only for the rich people. Yeah, well, I mean, remember we were saying the other day, like, uh, th- there's a vaccine for Lyme's disease. Like Lyme's disease that, ruins people's that life. That blew my mind. I know. And there's a vaccine for it. It just wasn't. There was be a profitable. vaccine. There was that they know. But they deinvested in or something. Yeah, yeah. this was like years ago, and uh, interesting because it seems so rampant. It is. It is. Well, like, in the Northeast, we live in the Northeast, so I'm, I'm pretty I, it sure. It feels like, knock on wood, but it feels like a matter of time. You don't know, you gotta be, like, where we grew up and where we spend so much time. It's like, there's, there are these minuscule things, like, 
you literally have to like check your entire body anytime you go outside. I had a tick on my ass for like a week after space camp. I live with two women. We see each other naked all the time. And I was just like, wait, what is this? And you just like look a little closer, look a little closer. You're like, there's a fucking tick in there. And thank God it was in North Carolina. I don't think those are those ticks are as weaponized by the CIA. <laughs> but uh, look, Google that. Um, so, yeah, I got, I've gotten away with a few tick bites lately that didn't lead to anything else. But it's my worst nightmare because <laughs> it really is. Because, I mean, I, I've avoid, I haven't gone to a doctor in 10, 12 years. And uh, I, it's hard not to when stuff like that starts happening. But even that, it's yeah. like, it's hard. They don't do anything. There's hard to have, like, that's the one that the alternative medicine, the doctors, there's no, like, easy, quick fix. or It's very unclear. Mm. So it's just like one of those, Yeah. Be careful out there. <laughs> yeah. Lyme's disease. Did Joey has it? Peach. I think Joey, Joey might have had it. it. Oh, yeah. Joey's had it. Yeah. I, remember, I know Peach has it. Yeah. Yeah. Joey, Maddie uh, has had it a couple times. Maddie. Yeah. Wow. So many people. So many people. The list in, goes on. On the East Coast. Huh? Yeah. yeah. And you might not even know if you have it. It's like crazy. Mm. I had a special moment. Was maybe it was in North Carolina. No, maybe it was on my road trip to Georgia, where I just like reached my hand back on my head and just like felt a tick like on a piece of my hair. Jesus, my Christ, hand just man. knew where it was or whatever. What the hell? Like, crazy. That's that's good. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> but I don't think I've ever been bitten by one. There was one on Mowgli's face when I went on that road trip, but it was only on there for like one second. I let him out to beat, came back. So it didn't get engorged like, or whatever. Hell? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to get them with the first 24 hours or something. <laughs> yeah. Okay, gross. Let's stop talking about ticks. Yeah, fuck that shit. <laughs> fuck that shit. Ew. Yeah. I once had to pull like five out of Sean's butt crack. Yeah, that's yeah. a good story. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> yeah, we were, we're passionate lovers. You guys said lovers. asshole. You didn't say crack. It was more explicit when you It was in the me. asshole. Yeah. Just admit it. It was. <laughs> I mean, this is, to be <laughs> we were young, passionate lovers, and we just had sex in like the, the outside in, in a lawn and didn't think about it until like two days later, and I just, I'm seeing ticks on Cass's leg. And we're, then we start finding them on me, and then it's just like... I think between us, like, we've had like 13 ticks on us yeah. or something. She's like, I got to look in your ass. And I'm like, fuck. And she's like, lo and behold. Oh, my God. There are like four or five in there. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Not like inside the ass. Nasty business. I didn't even check in there. Hopefully, there's not one in there. These nasty little fuckers. <laughs> you know? What the hell they want from us? They need a host. Yeah. Yeah. They need a host. We are the ticks of this planet. Yeah. Yeah, totally. One day this planet's just gonna shake it off. It's <laughs> <laughs> just gonna fucking shake us off like lice. It's a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> oh, is that a, is there a Taylor Swift song like that? It's a Taylor Swift song called "Shake It Off." Shake, shake, shake it off. Is it like that? I'm sure. I'm just making that up. <laughs> I don't think I've ever it's heard a Taylor close. Swift song. <laughs> shake it like a Polaroid picture. That's Andre 3000 though. Yeah, Outkast. That's actually good. Yeah, Outkast is great. Yeah. I passed him on my street once in Soho. Oh, yeah? Andre 3000? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, they're underrated somehow. You know? Are they? Outcast? I, I, well, I think so. Yeah, kind of. I, I was just, they were so popular in the South, so. Yeah, you were like, yeah, you were immersed in it. They were like, yeah, but I love, I love them. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think they have the, like some of the two best voices in, in uh, like rap and hip hop, yeah. too. You know, beyond them being so incredibly talented one of those albums andre played like every instrument on. yeah i can't remember I well had, the song hey uh he plays every instrument oh yeah i had uh 
they were like some of my first CDs yeah. and there were naked ladies on the CD. So yeah. I like took those white CD cover things where you can like decorate your own CD and I would cover them because I'd be like, this is inappropriate, but I That's love the funny. music. Cass was a, a puritanical youth. Well, I didn't want my parents going through my CD yeah, book and seeing yeah. like spread eagle with naked <laughs> ladies or whatever it's they were. So wild. <laughs> It's like, I'm going to take care of that. Yeah. When you're a kid, you also like feel like, oh, I could never say the word bitch or like, I'm, you know, you kind of have this, I'm a good girl and I'm going to be good. And I think of that, like, I remember one saying to my mom, like, mom, you raised me so good. I don't even curse. And the look she gave to me was kind of disgusted. You know what I mean? Your mom's so funny. Because I was like telling her that I'm like, I'm so good. And she's like disappointed you know what i mean like yeah. i remember that kind of vividly that's so your mom yeah like oh don't take off some some colors in your palette to be nice and she good didn't say and, that you know, she's like that's okay that's nice Cass. you know <laughs> i was yeah. thinking about that when i was talking to my mom yesterday i was like i curse more when i'm on the phone with my mom than anyone and there was a time probably till i was like 30 that i never had said a curse word in front of my parents yeah yeah yeah, and now I'm like, I can't help it. Probably because they call me up and make me talk about Joe Biden every day. Like, You're yeah. like, this fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could get curse. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. My, my, mom, my mom calls me at fucking 1030 last night. And I was like, I've, I've fucking never talked to my parents after like 8 o'clock at night. They go to bed. And at 1030, like, she's texting me. She's like, that's it, Sean. I'm done. My family doesn't understand me. I'm done. And I'm like, what is going on? I'm calling emergency. Like, call me back. And she calls me back. And, like, she's just toasted watching fucking MSNBC, calling her sisters and her right-wing sisters and saying, like, you don't believe January 6th? You don't believe it? And I'm like, it's so sad. It, it makes me so sad. Like, And then she calls me up thinking, like, oh, let's have a conversation about how, you know, your family sucks. Like, why would we want to do that? Because the news jerked us around about January 6th. They're going to jerk you around about the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. There will always be a controversial subject to keep the left and the right more and more at odds. And um, it's shit, man. She leaves me with no choice. I'm going home and fucking dosing her with a big dose of mushrooms. Absolutely. Like, enough's enough. Uh, I've told my parents for six years. I'm like, you guys... Your mental health is going down the drain because you watch too much news. And the news is just about profits. And it's, uh, you don't want to serve those gods by paying them with attention. Because you pay them with attention and you see what, what happens. Tension. That's what it is. And fucking, it makes me so sad. So I got them microdosing, but it doesn't seem like that's enough to break the, the Trump derangement syndrome. Yeah, the dose. You need a just to go in and through. I'm something, wondering how you know? much to even do because, like, I don't want to scare anyone, but the. <sighs> I think you should give him an eighth. You should give her. Two my grams. dad. My dad can handle an eighth. No question. I've given him an eighth a bunch of times. Is is two grams enough to part the fabric of reality for my mom? Depends on what type of mushrooms. Depends on what kind of mushrooms. I think I that's some what you should envy. start with because if it's not, you just go up a dose penis next envy? time. Two grams of penis envy? <sighs> do you I, really I know. that's what you're going to do? <laughs> I don't no. know. I, I don't think know. you should give her one of these. Oh, whatever this or, like, yeah. yeah. It's like Hawaiian mushroom. Yeah. Yeah. Super kind. Yeah. Those are, are really I mean, kind. I mean, maybe even if she says she doesn't feel the penis envies at all, maybe 2.5 or something like yeah. that, you know? Because yeah. I don't know. I feel I really feel the penis envies, so. Oh, yeah. It's, it's surprising yeah. that somebody who hasn't really had mushrooms in their life doesn't. 
things. But you know, it got me thinking the other day too that maybe like mushrooms are like a- opposite across tolerance. It's like the more you take in, the more mushroom you're made of, and so like you, you need less and less because I just feel oh, like I absolutely. keep getting more and more sensitive to mushrooms. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I smell them in the next room, and I'm like, am a mushroom. <laughs> I, I know, I know, and like even you guys the other day, like you guys were both fucking flying pretty high. You both had mushroom eyes off not that much. I didn't take that much, and it healed me. Yeah. You know, I, it's, it, yeah. It's it, almost like you're closer to that frequency or something. So yeah. it takes less to tap into it. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and actually on top of that data, Johnny was saying, remember that he took, uh, was it a hero's dose or was it, a, it was close it to, a he took an eighth. Okay. He took an eighth. And it did nothing. But he was so upset. He was yeah. so low frequency that he like didn't trip at all, that he didn't really even experience. Very it. interesting. I thought that was really interesting. That's very too, interesting. Sure. Because, because um, you know, we talk about the power of psychedelics all the time. The one thing that is more powerful than psychedelics is the human ego. Yeah. I do feel like it's the one thing that can kind of cut through yeah. if you're not willing to let it go. Like if mm-hmm. Johnny went into that mushroom trip with a, maybe a, a very clear cut intention and, and told the mushroom, here's what I'm trying to get out let of it. Let me let go. Yeah, let me let go. That's basically what it comes down to. Like help me let go. Yeah, that's what I went into the trip thinking. I just said, please, please, please let me let go. Yeah, whatever the fuck that means. It's it's like you decide, Mushroom. Come on. (laughs) Just help me let go in whatever, in some way. You you can decide, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, let me off the hook. Let me let go. Yeah. Yeah. And and all it does is it's just, uh, it connects you more and shows you just such a bigger story that's going on where, where your previous one seems silly. It seems like you don't want to invest in it anymore. And that's what I'm hoping it can do for my parents. Like, I don't know what they're going to ask the mushroom for, but I'm asking it to <laughs> cure them of like some day-to-day addictions that I think are killing them, which is the news and, and for my dad, tobacco, you know, like, come on guys. Like they're about to turn 70. They have a disabled daughter. Like, yeah, like fucking 70 is pretty fucking old like you know what i mean to be taking care of a of 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 an epileptic that's flailing all over the place and like caitlin's just hard to take care of in general even when she's not having seizures you know like she's up and about at at three in the morning in the kitchen and you're like what's going on you know and like you know sometimes she'll just be back and forth to the bathroom all day and you're not really sure what the fuck's going like just that she doesn't need you need to keep your eye on her and like uh, my parents can fucking really be far out sometimes and like like not far out just like like almost like too just caught up in media narratives that i'm like calm the fuck down and then so caitlin hasn't had seizures really lately since we gave them the microdoses we didn't give caitlin the microdoses we gave them to my parents if you don't think caitlin's responding to the frequency in that house with her seizures to begin with not saying it's cnn's fault but a TV on in the background, flashing, going crazy, commercials, loud. Not only a TV, three TVs, one in the bedroom, one in her bedroom, and one in the living room, just going all the time. You know what I mean? Um, it's just the frequency of the house, the, the being angry. The, oh, I'm angry because the media's gotten me worked up today. And just, oh, I'm fighting with my sisters. Caitlin responds to all this. She's extremely sensitive. The first time we ever took LSD, we were 3,000 miles away from her. She had the worst night of her life, seizure-wise. My parents couldn't explain it. And I'm like, I can explain it. She's tapped in. So my parents are taking these microdoses and Caitlin stops having seizures. Not saying she's not going to have seizures anymore, but I'm saying we introduced an element that I think um, changed the frequency over there. And I believe it. Right? Doesn't that make more sense than anything? Oh, absolutely. They're, they're, otherwise, Especially they can't explain it. 
Well, especially with, I mean, seizures. Yeah. Like, uh, what is a seizure? It's it's basically like, you know, when someone's schizophrenic or manic or just like, ah, it's just that one tick further to where just you're complete, it just you're, you're, the, the brain just scrambles out. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It goes up in a, you know, the, the, the fucking, the wildfire just takes over for a second. Yeah. 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 It's, it's. Yeah, almost like extreme openness to me and like uh, extreme wattage of energy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> that can't quite be channeled. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it, it's very <coughs> exciting and it gets you kind of like, and is she, did she ever try and take like lion's mane, just Katie? Katie takes lion's mane every day. Okay, cool. I, I think, um, and my parents do, and I, I think it's kind of... Um, what salvaged her from completely going okay. into the dumps. Okay. Yeah. No, I really <laughs> believe in mushrooms and yeah, it gets you thinking like, damn, should, yeah, you know, should like Katie take a little bit, but it's I, like, I think so. It's so scary. And yeah, I think, yeah, even just riding the excitement of holy shit, we have a variable here that we may be able to control, you know, which I is know. the frequency of your parents and these I mushrooms know. help that. Which which gives me hope for the eventual, as the eventual caretaker Absolutely. of Katie, I'm like, wait, all I have to do is just mellow out? Yeah. And it's true, yeah. even if she is having seizures. Yeah. And I think that's the point, and I think that's what the mushrooms are offering now to my parents, is a little reprieve so they can figure out who the fuck they are again. Yeah. Not just people who chase around an epileptic, um, but figuring out who they are. And part of my mom calling me drunk last night talking about January 6th is her figuring out who she is and really more importantly who she doesn't want to be because she doesn't want to be that way. She's crying and saying, I don't know why my sister's being mean to me. She's being mean because liberals are annoying and righteous. You know, she probably doesn't even fucking think about the January 6th or probably she probably doesn't even have that different of opinions about about it than you uh, when it comes down to it. But liberals are fucking annoying and righteous and she wants to own one and it's easier to do it to you than to do it to her daughter you know what i mean because <laughs> her daughter has some real tools to fucking fight back and like whatever boomers arguing about trump i think is something that we're just gonna have to deal with till the boomer generation's gone i just think they're gonna talk about trump and hillary for the rest of our lives yeah and it sucks i'm losing my parents to that and i think the mushrooms might be able to help because it's like i i think they're kind of like me because i came from them yeah. I feel like when the mushroom hits them, they're going to be like what what happened to me. They're going to evangelize for these fucking things. They're going to be a spokesperson for these fucking things. They're going to be trying to help people. So I'm going to I'm going to hit them with it and uh, say we're not watching the goddamn news or hit them with it and, and turn the news on. Stop. Yo, yo, wouldn't <laughs> no, that be fucking great? Would not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll deal with your addiction right now. Uh, take these mushrooms and we're going to watch Rachel Maddow talk about Russiagate for four hours. <laughs> yeah. We're going to watch old clips of Rachel Maddow from five years ago saying how, uh, you know, we got Trump. He's on the fucking, we got him. We got him. And just say, look, you know how none of this came true? It was all about manipulating you the whole time. It was just about keeping you scared and small and not questioning this whole ridiculous system that's depriving you and your daughter of the fucking care you need to help her yeah so yeah it's it's sad when my parents of all people get duped but of course they do because everyone does it's just like you got to turn off that fucking tv and for our generation it's a whole different set of things it's like you got to fucking turn off twitter and instagram and fucking whatever it is you know if you can figure out who you are that's the tune out part of it yeah Mm mm-hmm yeah 
Turn off the news. Turn it off. <laughs> Turn it off. I'll tell you the news. We're all going crazy. That's the news. We're all going crazy, and it's manifesting in different ways. And if you want to have expert storytellers tell you that th- that this story is more important than whatever the garden you can touch, go turn on the news and get scared about something that's happening, something you can't control. That's what's that's what's brilliant about what they do, and that's how they manufacture consent. They get you so worked up about something you could never have a say in, you know. And, yeah. and and all the things you could have a say in have gone by the wayside and you're not doing anything about it because you feel helpless. Yeah. Well, and even without all of the horrible manipulative propaganda, just the action of reducing life from a three-dimensional experience and a five-dimensional, four-dimensional, whatever, to a 2D picture, that reduction is going to be painful in its perspective no matter what because it was framed by somebody. Yes. And, so, and it locks out parts of our humanity. Exactly. And I like that being the number one way that we're all interfacing now is even why I think so much of this disconnection can be harbored. And at the same time, it's like, I do think humans are becoming better. It's weird. Yeah, we are. Like we are becoming less violent and we are becoming less distorted and more connected. Less barbaric. And less barbaric and uh, all of these things. It's just slow. Very slow. (laughs) And we can feel into the future and what it could be. And it's upsetting we're not there yet. Yeah. We yeah. can feel our yeah. alienhood. Yeah. You know, that's Absolutely. the crazy thing. Definitely. When you when you really <laughs> when you take mushrooms, when you really when you go beyond human intellect and thought, you can feel where our evolution is going and it's creepy. You could feel us earning our alienhood. Absolutely. Um and yeah, we're going through the trials and tribulations that uh dwellers on the threshold of, of enlightenment feel and that's where we're, we're where we could be as a species. You know, and just this very, like we started this thing saying, this very uncomfortable moment before the, the breakthrough. Yeah. So that gives me hope. Yeah. If it's possible that's, with me and it's possible with us, why isn't it possible for the whole thing? Yeah. No, that's what I believe in. And this year is that our final kind of breaking down of this three-year saga mm. Yeah. for our 2023 rebirth. So. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, well, this was a damn pleasure. Thank you guys for doing this. Yeah, sometimes it's, you got to hold on. F- yeah, hold on loosely. Hold on loosely. Don't let go. Don't let go. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, we'll, we'll follow this up on the Patreon with a wild episode we did with Joey the other night um, that I didn't know if I was going to put out, but <laughs> I, th- I think now that we did this, we could put that out. And we recorded that one before this. But it's a it's a really good conversation. I think we all make some good points. We get into it a little bit. It's kind of funny to watch us four come together. <laughs> it felt and, a little raw at moments. Yeah, yeah. And like I think. But I think there was such. I think there was really good stuff in there, and I don't want to deprive the people of it because it's it's funny. You know, ultimately, it's it's yeah. all grist for the mill. Yeah. You get to see a little bit more of who we are. <laughs> yeah. You know. So um, yeah, check that out and support us on Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/churchofchill. It's meant the world to us that people have upped their pledges. We haven't like changed it to five dollars a month. We could, which could fucking change our life pretty much. We could start to pay our rent, uh, but uh, <laughs> no, people <laughs> have upped their pledge. Well, it's hard to do because I don't know if like we raise it to five dollars a month. If, if a lot of people that are paying two or one are like this ain't worth it, and they're gonna and I want them part of the community. I'm not trying to shut anyone out, but it's meant the world to us that people are signing up for the first time or upping their pledge. Yeah, and thank you so we're much. We're going to come through with the content. I, I think um, 
we're starting that, to do that's good. That's why we were so hard on ourselves this week. We're like, fuck, people are being so nice to us and we can't get it together. <laughs> yeah, but we needed to go through this so we had something uh, interesting to bring back. I think this is like one of our best conversations the three of us have had on here. So Great. Yeah, and, and we've deprived them of Mare for a month now. No one's heard from you. They're probably suspicious. But she, this is the real mayor. She's okay. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> she has a, a tattoo that hopefully will debut at some point. That you just got your back completely covered in the sickest fucking tattoo of all time. So you're totally. healing now. Yeah. I, uh, tattoos are obviously another channel for synchronicity and karma and stuff. And, um, Flaming Lotus is just kind of like the abstract concept. It's very abstract, like all the tattoos that I have. Um, and the way that that ripped through me and brought me to like a new space of alienhood um, was mm. really crazy and really made me like believe in tattooing in a, in a deeper way too again and like the sacred nature of it and ripping you out of yourself and like, yeah, I'm going to go tattoo some people today. Hell and yeah. <laughs> and we're going to go yeah. talk to Ramin. And yeah, I'm, I'm really sad I'm going to miss it, honestly. But know. you know what I mean? Sending my love to him. You got to go carve some people up. I and, do. <laughs> you know, so we'll we'll represent the Trinity Infinity yeah. for us. But uh, thank you for joining us. Church of Chill. Patreon.com slash Church of Chill. Peace, love, and magic. Thanks, guys.